Welcome back. Um, today I wanted to switch it up a little bit and talk about uh, freedom in general and more specifically the connection between political freedom and spiritual freedom and this topic for me has become sort of at the forefront of my mind given the state of world affairs, given the, the curtailments of individual liberties and my interest has primarily been with inner freedom and spiritual freedom and finding happiness and peace for the last 10 years. But I've also had a lifelong interest in, in politics and the role it serves in terms of orchestrating or organizing human affairs. And a lot of us take it for granted, but when you travel around the world and you live around the world as I have, especially when I went to live in India and also in Mexico, you see how much life changes based on the state of political affairs and <clears throat> the constitutions of countries and how they are upheld. Now, India and Mexico are both democratic nations with strong constitutions, but they're also countries that have a reduced ability to enforce the rule of law and to protect even property rights. And so because of that uncertainty, there's more risk in, let's say, doing business or even going out at night. I feel pretty safe living in both countries, but it's not the same as living in a place like the United States. <clears throat> and so, so I think that for me, for the last 10 years, I've been really focused on finding a spiritual freedom, an inner freedom, a freedom where I can find peace, you know, where I can have a good night's sleep, where I can love the people I'm close to, freedom to open my heart when I want to, freedom to um, find peace, to pray to God, to meditate. And so on this journey, I've I've gone all over. I've lived in other countries. I've, I've found ways to connect to God and to myself more deeply. And this recent episode has just made me think that the whole reason I was able to do that was because I lived in a free country. And the whole reason I was able to do that in the countries I've also lived in, like in Italy and India, is because they are free countries. Not completely free. No one has perfect freedom. But we do our best to arrive at that perfect freedom. And if we get 80% of the way there, we're doing really well, I think. And it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be problems. But basically, people are free to speak their minds. They're free to worship God however they want. And the government defends people's right to do that, even if they are in the minority. The government protects minority rights, even ideologically. And I know that I felt for a long time that you could separate the two, that I could leave behind the my interest in political affairs, that I could leave behind everything I had believed in, all of the passions I'd had about freedom, and instead turn and look for inner freedom. And recently I've really come to question that conclusion for a couple of reasons. One is because if a government becomes too authoritarian, a lot of times there is a almost a religious or ideological component to what the government um, projects onto its people through propaganda. And one of the first things authoritarian governments do is they they curtail the freedom of the press and the freedom of speech. And so media outlets are not free to criticize the government, for example. We see this in China. 
there's a great example even in the modern era we all know about the the um, censorship of the media of even of facebook of anything where people would have a free or an open platform to criticize the chinese government it's, it's very highly censored and i would say that this is common knowledge in the 21st century and it made me think well you know the chinese government for example is also communist and so their state religion whether or not it's advertised is atheism so how have they curtailed the rights of people to practice religion and even if they specifically haven't and i think they have but even if they specifically haven't we can understand that the possibility exists for an authoritarian government to to reduce our rights our human right to to pursue our religion or our spirituality as we would provided that it doesn't hurt other people or impinge on their rights and so that's one thing to think about it's like when when we actually dig into and and for whatever reason we haven't studied at least in the u.s we don't study a lot of the co history of communism but one of the first things that they do whether it was in the soviet union or china or cambodia is they really cut your rights or reduce your rights or eliminate your rights to organize in for religious purposes and so there's an obvious example of how political liberty and spiritual liberty are connected because you can't learn about you can't study or learn techniques or learn prayers or come together with your friends to worship god in the way that you want in a society that's not free and that's the most obvious example and i don't think anyone is really gonna dispute that but the other example is less practical and more metaphysical is more spiritual and it's that in a free society we are more responsible for the consequences and benefits of our own actions. When we mess up, we have to take responsibility for what we've done, whether it's financial or emotional or psychological. For example, in our business, in a free society, in an open marketplace, we are independent actors economically. We can start our own companies where, and we're responsible for, for our bottom line. We're responsible for the profits we accrue or we're responsible for the losses we accrue. And that, we don't understand what that does to us psychologically, but it makes us much more independent and responsible because we, we shoulder that risk and we shoulder that burden of freedom, even economically. And you could think of other examples for this as well. In an authoritarian or a totalitarian regime, whether it's fascist or communist, the government reduces your ability to make choices in your own life. Even going to the grocery store in communist societies, you didn't even have the, the choice. And it's a silly and sort of small example, but it's instructive in how our minds operate when we are free and when we are not free. When you're in sort of, when you were living in the Soviet Union at its peak, like whenever you want to say in the 60s, you'd go to a grocery store, you'd go to buy a car, you'd go to do any number of things, and you had no choice. You had no choice, and so your, your mind was not capable of processing the burden of making your choice and being responsible for the choice that you make even in something as small as what kind of milk you want to buy because in a really authoritarian regime or totalitarian regime especially in communism because it really cuts down on the freedom of commerce you don't have that many choices and so it it, it weakens your will to take responsibility for your life to make the choices that are going to affect your life and the lives of your family members and so i think growing up in a free society and for me i grew up in montana which is the freest place on the whole planet i'm convinced of it 
And part of that is that it's such a big state and there's so few people that the infrastructure does not cover for your mistakes. Even if it's your car breaking down, it's like you have to take responsibility for making sure your car runs well before going on a long trip. Because if you break down in the middle of nowhere, you might not even have cell phone reception. And that was even more true in the sort of 80s and 90s when cell phones weren't really available. But even to this day, even in our day of sort of technological advancement, in Montana, for example, we're so free that we become mentally stronger. We become spiritually stronger because we have to take responsibility for all of our actions and we have to become independent. And what I wanted to get at is that at the end of the day, even spiritually, we're responsible for ourselves. It's between us and God or Jesus. It's like it's between us and our maker. And when we die, we have to take responsibility for our lives, just like how in a free society or in an open market, we take responsibility for our losses or successes, for our gains or our losses. It's the same idea, really. It's just people don't think of them as similar because on one hand you're dealing with money and on the other hand you're dealing with spiritual freedom and they seem so different. And they are different, but the qualities we learn, even by being a businessman in a free society, one day will empower us to have a better relationship with God spiritually because you can't pass the buck in spirituality more than in any other arena of human existence. You cannot pass the buck. The buck stops here. And so whatever system, whatever way of life makes us take responsibility for our actions, makes us sort of develop this attitude of the buck stops here. I'm going to stop this blame game. I'm going to stop passing the buck onto someone else. I'm going to fix it. Me, me personally, I'm going to fix it, even if it's not totally my problem. That is such a spiritually beneficial attitude because we're going to inherit qualities from our parents that might not be ours. We're going to inherit our parents' fears. We're also going to inherit their strengths. But So even spiritually, if, if we inherit a bad habit from our parents, maybe our parents are alcoholics. Well, alcoholism is not going to help us have a good relationship with God because it's going to encourage us to make bad decisions. It's very easy to make bad decisions when we're, we're intoxicated. That could be cheating on your partner. That could be making a terrible business decision that lands your family in poverty. It could be gambling away a bunch of money that could have helped you. And so we have to take responsibility for who we are, even if even if we think it's coming from something outside of us, like our parents. And it's just like that in a business deal. It's like there's no perfect situation for a business deal. There's no... There's no perfect situation where there's not some cross current that is from an outside source. You, when you're doing business, when you're taking responsibility for your actions in a free society, you're always dealing with someone else's problems too. Someone else's problems are always getting rolled into something in your life. And you've got to man up or, or woman up and deal with it. And, and so in my experience spiritually, it's so easy to want to pass the buck spiritually. If we have a problem, if we have a, a, a tendency towards anger that we want to blame on a childhood trauma that was inflicted on us by someone or from our parents or whatever it is, we can pass the buck, but it's not going to get us anywhere. It's like we have to own it and deal with it. And when you grow up in a free society, it really helps you develop that quality. And I think when you grow up waiting for the government to sort of take care of you or sort of fix your problems or catch you when you fall... I really think it's harder to develop that sense of responsibility, even in terms of our relationship with God. 
And so right now we're seeing the power of the government extended so dramatically. And maybe to some extent it's appropriate to curb the spread of, of the coronavirus. I really don't know. But I'm suspicious and I'm, I'm skeptical of how much power we're giving to the federal and state governments to tell us what we can and can't do. And, you know, every day new revelations come out about the models, how the data that, that is being used to drive these models for the death rates and all these things, it's all very mutable and changeable, and it keeps getting lowered all the time. But, but it's like we gave up our rights without that much of a fight. And even if it was right for us to stay at home, we should have always been questioning what the government was telling us. The data we were being told, like, why are we passively accepting this narrative without so much as a fight? We should be questioning everything, even if it's the right decision. We, it should, the, the policy conclusion should be adopted after a very intense debate about the merits or demerits of whatever is driving this policy initiative. The people need to take that responsibility. And I think that's true. <laughs> In a spiritual and religious context, it's like, why are we accepting what a church tells us is right? Why are we accepting what a church tells us Jesus wants us to do, or Christ wants us to do, or, or whoever else wants us to do? Because at the end of the day, the church isn't going to be there holding our hands when we have to go and, and meet our, our maker when we die. The church isn't going to be there. It's not going to bite to, to say, oh, our, my pastor or priest told me to be like this, and it wasn't right. It's like, we, we are ultimately responsible for how our lives go, even spiritually. And so whether it has to do with the church or the state, we need to adopt this attitude of freedom and questioning and encourage, encourage to make our own decisions, encourage to live with the consequences of our own decisions, even if they're the wrong ones, because because we're the ones that are going to have to carry that burden, whether it's economic or spiritual at the end of the day. And so that fierce attitude, that love of liberty, that love of independence, that's what the United States was founded on. That's what it's all about. Um, and I think right now is a really good time to meditate on what that means for you personally and how can you play a more active role in determining the outcome of your life, whether it's, whether it's political, economic, or moral, or spiritual, because we are really the ones who have to bear the burden of our own cross, of our own problems, our own mistakes, and also we get to bear the positive benefits of what we have done right so and God talks to all of us through our hearts and if we believe in that we can listen and pray to him and get getting answers directly that's my two cents on the subject I hope that it helped some of you gain clarity on what we're going through right now and we'll see you again soon take care